and welcome to the Word of Life Church Podcast. We're delighted you've chosen to spend some time with us today. We believe that today's message has the power to inspire and elevate your faith journey. Before we dive in, we'd like to express our heartfelt thanks to our partners. Your generous contributions make it possible for us to continue spreading the gospel, serving our community, and carrying out our ministry. If today's episode moves you and you'd like to be a part of our mission, we'd invite you to become a partner. Your support has an everlasting impact and allows us to reach even more souls. Now, let's turn our hearts and our minds to the Word as we begin today's episode. 1 Kings chapter 18. We've been looking at this for the past couple of Sundays, but let's look at it again. 1 Kings 18, verse 41. Now Elijah said to Ahab, go up and eat and drink. Notice this. For there is the sound, the sound of the roar of a heavy shower, or I hear the sound of an abundance of rain. Keeps going. So Ahab went up to eat and drink. We, we looked at that Sunday. He gives himself to the natural. And this is important just because of what the Spirit Lord just said. If it was up to Ahab, they never would have seen rain. Because when you hear the sound of an abundance of rain and you choose to give yourself to the natural and not the Spirit, you forfeit what you heard. Ahab gets up to eat and drink, to give himself to the natural. There is a promise that God is giving to the earth. This is what we're talking about, praying from a promise. Praying from a promise. There is a promise that God's giving the earth to break something open. There has been something that the earth has needed that has been missing. And God wants it broken and open. And I do believe... Um, even prophetically, that this is a season of breakthrough. Seriously, a season of breakthrough. And this was a season of breakthrough. And Elijah picks this up in his spirit. He hears it. He doesn't see it. This is not something he's hearing um, naturally. This is something he's hearing spiritually. And when he hears it, he gives himself to prayer. Ahab gives himself to eating and drinking. And this is what's happened even in the church world and honestly even among churches and pastors is we have given ourselves to the natural way too much. This promise will not be birthed in a board meeting. Uh, This promise will not be birthed with a good podcast or a leadership book. Uh, This promise will not be birthed by giving ourselves to the desirable and the, the, the things that the flesh desires. These promises will only be given through prayer. And we've got to learn that. We, we've got to learn to be people of prayer. And there are sometimes, you know, you, you hear this, you know, said in the world that opportunities of a lifetime must be seized in the lifetime of the opportunity. I'll say that again, just in case you've never heard it. Opportunities of a lifetime must be seized in the lifetime of the opportunity. So meaning there are opportunities that are huge, just made available, but they're not always open. 
Opportunities of a lifetime, they must be seized in the lifetime of the opportunity. Because when it's open, it's open, but it's not always there. And if we, if we give ourselves, and I feel this big in my heart, if we give ourselves as people right now to the things of the world like Ahab did, we will miss and forfeit the promise God is speaking to our hearts. But if we will be people who will not give ourselves to the world, but tuck our our head between our knees like Elijah did and just make a decision, I am going to seek God's face in this moment. I am going to pray this out. I'm not going to work it out. I'm not going to meeting it to death. I am going to pray this out. That out of that, we're going to see a breakthrough. And we're going to see what Elijah saw. And so watch this. Ahab gets up to eat and drink, but, but, but Ahab is eating and drinking, but Elijah's going up to the top of Carmel. And he crouched down on the earth and put his face between his knees. And he said to his servant, go up now and look towards the sea. So he went up and looked and said, there's nothing. And he said, go back. We talked about that Sunday, praying with persistent prayer. Go back seven times. And it came about at the seventh time that behold, a cloud as small as a man's hand set unto, uh, appear, is coming from the sea. And he said unto Ahab, prepare your chariot and go down so that the heavy shower does not stop you. I like that. Do you see the faith? He's only seeing the cloud the size of a man's hand. But like we said Sunday, he knew he had prayed through. And we said, this is a time and a season where you got to know the difference between praying for and praying through. It's one thing for you to pray for something. It's another thing for you to pray through it. And here, Elijah didn't just get down and pray for rain and be like, well, when God wants to do it, he'll do it. He didn't just get down one time and pray and be like, it'll be in his time. He knew to pray through. And praying through didn't mean he prayed until he saw an abundance of rain. Praying through meant he prayed until he knew he had his answer. And when it clicked, he has his answer. And he doesn't see like the clouds moving in darkness. He sees a cloud the size of a man's hand. But when he sees it, he knows he has it. And that's what I'm talking about praying through is that you pray through until you know it is yours. You believe, you receive when you pray. And it doesn't matter what you see in the natural. It doesn't matter if you're looking for a shower and all you see is a cloud the size of a man's hand. In your heart, you know, I got this. Like, it is only a matter of time before this is You better go prepare your chariot, Ahab. You better go get ready because I know God's about to pour. But he didn't just pray for. That's the difference. We pray for things. Elijah prayed through it. Uh, we've got to learn how to pray through. We've got to learn how to seek God until we know we have the answer. Uh, and that could be five minutes. There have been things that I prayed for that when I prayed for it, my heart wrapped around it so quick, I knew I had it. Seriously, there are things that when I've been praying and believing God for it, my heart is fixed in those things. I'm not double-minded in that area. I'm not a wave tossed to and fro. You have to know when your heart is wrapped around it. And when your heart is wrapped around it, you're not moved by what you see. You're not moved by what you hear. No one's having to encourage you or pick you up out of bed. You don't just possess a promise. It possesses you. And you know you got it. And so out of that, the cloud the size of a man's hand, it's let's go, baby. It is here. We have prayed through. 
And so out of that, he gets to that place. And you know the story. It brings breakthrough. It brings breakthrough not just for him, not just for Ahab. It brought breakthrough for the whole nation. It didn't just change things for Elijah. It didn't just change things for Ahab. It changed things for the whole nation. And and I believe we need some works right now and some people right now who see breakthrough in their own life see breakthrough for their family, see breakthrough, breakthrough for their ministries. But I believe we need some breakthroughs on some national levels. And that out of that, God is raising up a people in us, amen, and we're, we're some of them, that God is raising up a people who know how to pray through some things. And out of that, hear the sound of an abundance of rain. And this is the point I want to make today. When did his prayer start? When did Elijah's prayer start? Not with what he said. His prayer started with what he heard. And this is oftentimes where we're missing it, is our prayer is starting off of what we want. And our prayer is starting off of what we say. Instead of letting our prayer start off what we have heard This was not Elijah. It hadn't rained for for a long time. This was not Elijah looking out and being like, you know, it's dry, Lord. We need some rain here. This was birthed out of Elijah standing there. And while he's standing there in the presence of God, the Holy Spirit reveals to his heart, it is time for an abundance of rain. And he prays from that promise. He begins to pray from what he heard. We said this Sunday, but God does not work for you. He works with you. And out of that, the way he works with you is he reveals a promise to your heart and gets you to return that word unto him. For his word, when it's returned unto him, it will not, re- it will not remain powerless. When his word gets in your heart and is returned unto him, power hits the earth. But we need to learn to pray from what we hear. That that out of this, our prayers start with what we have heard, then move into what we say. So first, I take a posture of hearing, then I move into the posture of speaking. Uh, Go over to John 15. John 15. Uh, And let's look at this. We'll say it a, a different way, but you'll see the same thing. John 15. We're talking about praying to produce breakthrough. Elijah did. Well, how? He hears something from the Lord, and instead of hearing it and then giving himself to natural things, he hears it and he prays it out. He prays it through, and he does not stop praying, even in the middle of discouragement. Go look. What do you see? Nothing. Even when he's seeing nothing, he keeps praying what? The promise. I will pray the promise until I see it. And if I don't see it, I'm going to pray until I know I got it. And and out of that, he keeps praying with persistence, but he's not praying even his own natural desire. What is he praying? He's praying the promise that the Spirit has spoken unto him. His heart is coming into agreement with what the Spirit of the Lord has revealed to him. And there is power in agreement. Uh, When two or three together are in agreement, there is power. When your heart comes into agreement with what God has spoken to your heart, from that place, there is power to produce breakthrough. 
from that place, there is power to produce breakthrough. Uh, John 15, verse number 1. I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away, and every branch that bears fruit, he prunes it, so that it may bear more fruit. You are already clean because of the word which I have spoken unto you. Abide in me, and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, so neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him, the same bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is thrown away as a branch and dries up. And they gather them and cast them into the fire and they are burned. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, then ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. My father is glorified by this, that you bear much fruit. Uh, We'll come back to that. Uh, Paige, you know, I know I told you this this morning, but I just sense the Lord just prick my heart on it again. Um, you know, I, I gave you that gift. I didn't have anything to give her. You know, I didn't know it was her birthday. Uh, so I told her, like, let me give you a birthday blessing. Let me just pray over you. And so how many of you know, such as I have, give I thee. Aren't you thankful that if you don't have anything in the natural, you can give in that moment. You know you actually have something that is greater than any gift you can wrap. Are you carrier of a spiritual thing? Uh, so out of that, I, I knew I, had, I could give her that. And so I did, and when I was praying for, the Lord reminded me of John G. Lake. And I've been meditating on some of his writings. And, and out of that, going in a spirit of power. And John G. Lake had a spirit of power in him, and he actually wrote a book called Adventures in God. Well, he didn't write it. They wrote a book about him called Adventures in God. But I just sense that for you. Like you have that heart of an adventurer. But like John G. Lake, you are going to go on adventures in God. That you're not just going to see natural places. You're going to see spiritual places of God producing things through your heart and through your life that are works of power in the earth. Uh, So don't despise yourself and don't despise the gift God has given you. For there is power in you. Spiritual power in you in jesus name now notice the progression of that in john 15 though that out of that if you abide in me and my words abide in you then you will ask what you will and will be given unto you so notice the posture number one abide in me number two my words abide in you then number three ask number one abide in me number two then let my words abide in you and then three, then ask. Um, so you, you could put it this way. This is how I wrote it in my notes when I was looking at it. Uh, is number one, you want to connect. You want to connect with him. You want to connect with him. Wednesday or Sunday night at Fondren. I'm loving Fondren services. My word, like I like that crowd. Um, and their hunger. Uh, blessed are those who are hungry. They will be filled. And, and so, man, they're just hungry. And I like that. You can preach different to hungry people. It's one thing when you're trying to fill somebody who's already ate. 
You don't want what I cook if you've already ate, you know, junk especially. Uh, so, so out of that, I, I like hungry. And out of that, we were talking Sunday night uh, about Mary and Martha and how in this season, we need to be more Mary and less Martha in every season, but especially in this one. I'm telling you, there's something God's trying to show you. There's something you need to know. There is a promise you need to pray out. There there is the sound of something you need to hear. Elijah heard the sound of an abundance of rain and prayed from that place. There's something you need to hear. There's something you need to hear for you. There's something you need to hear for your children. There's something you need to hear for your future. And you're not just taking that desire to God. You're taking to God what you have heard. And out of that, the only way to do that is to be Mary and not Martha. And what did Mary do? She just, I love the imagery of that. She sat at his feet. Now you can imagine, like, you're, you know, Jesus is teaching just like I'm teaching. Can you imagine like somebody just coming and sitting right here? with a pen and pad? That's the posture of her heart. And Mary, it said she was cumbered about with much serving. And literally, when you look at it in Scripture, and we looked at it on Sunday night, she's busy about her plans. God didn't ask her to do any of that. She's operating according, listen to me, she's operating according to her own expectations of herself. God didn't tell her to do any of that. Jesus didn't walk in and say, I'd like a meal. Jesus didn't walk in and say, prepare somewhere for me to preach. Jesus didn't walk in and do any of that. Jesus just walked in. And she began to take on herself pressure to do all these things God never told her to do. And she's getting so frustrated with Mary not doing any of those things that she wants her sister, and a lot of times we want this for our family and we want this even for our staffs as ministries, we want them to do more natural things. And so she comes to her and she wants, she doesn't just come to her, she comes to Jesus. She interrupts him. And she says, Jesus, could you tell Mary? She's like, I don't even have the time to talk to you, Mary. Jesus, could you tell Mary to come help me with these things? And out of that, Jesus corrects her. Lovingly. But he corrects her. And he says, Mary has chosen that good part. And it will not be taken from her while you have been cumbered about by much serving. But there has been none of this in your life. See, first you must connect. First you must connect if you abide in me. If you abide in me. We were singing that song um, in about halfway through of more than anything. More than anything, more than anyone. Well, see, God's got to reduce you to that place. Will you bring Isaac? Will you come and sacrifice some of your schedule? Sacrifice some of your time? Will you be like John? Will you decrease so that he can increase? Will you come and sit at his feet? Will you come and prioritize spiritual things? Or will you be an Ahab and eat and drink? Um, And out of that, Mary chose the good part. And it would not be taken from her. And so this is our first job in this season. It's not just like coming to a church service like this. It is literally designing a life like this. 
that we come to a place where it's like, I am going to sit at your feet. And Jesus, what I want to do right now more than I want, more than I want to eat, more than I want to watch TV, more than I want to check the score on the game or check Slack for the 52nd time. What I want to do right now is I want to hear from you. I know you've got some exceeding great and precious promises for my life. So I'm going to connect with you. Secondly, after connecting, he will speak. The Lord will speak. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. He will speak. And I'm telling you, when he speaks out of that, whatever you hear, it could be the sound of an abundance of rain. For Peter, he heard come. For Noah, he heard build. For Abraham, he heard offer Isaac. Um, all, all in the in scripture, you see the word goes forth. Fill the water pots up with the water. March around the city seven times. You will hear. He is speaking. And when you connect with him, you will hear from him. Then when you hear, you must agree. And I'm telling you, this is where many people miss it. When you hear from him, you must agree with what you've heard. And my words abide in you. So these aren't just words you've heard. These are words that are doing what? Abiding in you. If something abides in you, you don't forget it's there. And what happens is, when we have people, we have had people visit with us, and I'm like, I didn't even know you. they were here. Like, they came in, like, oh, you're still here. Um, but I've had people live with me, and trust me, when someone lives with you, you know they are there. It, it, it can get almost irritating, because it's like, I oh, know they didn't leave that mess for me to clean up, like that kind of thing. There is evidence of their presence. When they live with you, that reminds you you're, they're there. See, this is the thing. God speaks to us, but our soul doesn't come into agreement with it, so it visits us but does not abide. And that word passes out of our heart, and we're forgetful hearers of it. We're not giving ourselves to that word like a mirror and judging our lives as to whether or not we're walking in the promise. And so out of that, we miss it. We forfeit, the, we forfeit the rain. We forfeit the breakthrough. We forfeit what God wanted to do. Because God will not force his will on you. It must be agreed with. Jesus will not be forced on you. He must be agreed with. Healing will not be forced on you. It must be agreed with. And every promise from God must come into a place of agreement. And when it agrees with you, it abides in you. It'll not be taken from you. When it abides in you, you can walk through anything out here that even contradicts what's abiding in you, and it doesn't scare you. It doesn't bother you. You're not afraid of it. It doesn't intimidate you because you know what you got from God. I have heard from God. What happens when our soul hears the word? Well, let's go back to a biblical example. Peter hears the word come. But it did not uh, abide, it visited. He hears the word come, he steps out onto the water, he's literally walking on the promise. Well, what's he doing? He's breaking through the laws of gravity. He's breaking through the laws that say you should sink when you try to walk on a pool. 
And out of this, the word is producing effectual power in his life. But when his soul, his mind, got off the word and onto the problem, out of agreement with what God said and onto the problem, what happened to the spiritual power that was on his life? He began to sink. There was nothing in the natural he could modify. Get this. There is nothing in the natural he could modify to fix that problem. And if he would have tried to modify 15 things in the natural, he still would sink. Because there was nothing in the natural that was producing that result. What was producing the result? Something spiritual. The word had come into that man. And when that word came into Peter, we know this. You've heard it preached 500 times. He's not walking on water. What's he walking on? He's walking on the word that was spoken unto him. And when his soul is in agreement with that word, it is overcoming everything in the natural. But as soon as his soul came out of agreement with that word, the natural began to overtake him. Our job as Christians is to abide in him, hear his word, and then come into agreement with it. I don't just abide in him in close fellowship and take good notes like Mary. But I take that word and I look at it. I make it the center focus of my life. If I get a prophecy, I'm war in a good warfare with that prophecy. If I get a prophecy, I am giving myself to that prophecy. If I get a word from God, I'm going to look at it and I'm going to look at it and I'm going to look at it until I don't just abide in him, but his words abide in me. I hear the sound of an abundance of rain. Um, Mary shows us how to do this. I love this example. Let's go over here and I'll begin to close. Uh, Mary shows us how to do this in Luke 1. You're listening so good today. I appreciate it. Luke 1. I guess you would be hungry if you came out in this. So it helps. Luke 1 and verse 28. An angel comes to, to Mary. He's going to show her the exceeding great and, and precious promise for her life. Now, once again, how many of you know, we're going to see her exceeding great and precious promise. We, we read um, Elijah's great and precious promise. But how many of you know you have one? You have an exceeding great and precious promise. Many of them from God's word that your soul needs to come into agreement with. We had for years a financial barrier that I want our ministry to break, literally years. And we finally broke it this year. We've seen growth for 16 straight years financially. And I believe that's because we're a tithing church. We don't just teach people to do it. We do it. And so I believe that out of that, the windows of heaven are open and he's pouring out a blessing that our, our, our church doesn't have room enough to receive. My soul agrees with that. That's not just something I read. That's something I agree with. But out of that, we, I was praying for it. But like I said, there's a difference between praying for and praying through. So in 2023, I came to the Lord. I'm talking about getting promises out of his word. I came to the Lord and I'm like, what about this? I know from our giving, we should be higher than this. And I'm thankful for what you've done. 16 straight years of economic growth. I thank you for that. That's amazing. But I said, I'm looking at our giving, and we're giving many times more than the tithe as a church. Many times more. 
And, and out of that, I said, I'm looking at this. Our giving should be higher than this. And the Lord dealt with me. You know what he dealt with me about? 2 Corinthians 9. That God is able to make all grace abound towards me. And he began to lead me to that. And he said, I want you to look at that every single day. 2 Corinthians chapter 9. Really, you read 8 and 9. The whole thing is just built off of that subject of grace in that area financially. Where not only do you have all that you need, but you're able to give unto every good work. And out of that, I stood on that and stood on that until where I knew in my heart. this. And there would be times where I wouldn't see it. And then there'd be times where I see my cloud the size of a man's hand. Amen. So you need to know that in Scripture, and we did it. We did it this past year. But you need to know that in Scripture, there are exceeding great and precious promises. There is a Logos word for all of us. There's a Logos word for all of us. It could be by his stripes were healed. Uh, it, it could be, you know, any of these promises that are there. But you're, you're looking at those things and they get in you. The Lord is my shepherd. It's one thing to, to read that. It's another thing for it to abide in you. And so out of that, you want to read those things until they get abiding in you. I'm telling you, one scripture abiding in you is better than 10,000 just read. You read to find something that needs to abide. And when it speaks to you, get in that thing until it gets in you. Because it'll work for you. The word will work. But we know that there's not just the logos word of God. There is the rhema word of God. Where it's not just a, a written word that globally any of us can apply. But there is a spoken word for us. For Elijah, once again, it was, I hear, the, I hear it. I can't deny what I hear. I hear the sound of an abundance of rain. There's a sound of rain coming. His soul heard that. And there will be times in prayer, in your abiding in him, where you hear things in your heart. You hear things for you. You hear things for your ministry. You hear things for your children. Out of that, Mary about right here, now she had it made easy for her, an angel came and appeared to her and showed her in her life an exceeding great and precious promise. But watch the process here. And in coming to her, he said, Greetings, favored one, the Lord is with you. She was very perplexed at this statement and kept pondering what kind of salutation this was. And the angel said unto her, Don't be afraid, Mary, you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you will call his name Jesus, and he will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High, and the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. His kingdom will have no end. Mary said to the angel, how can this thing be since I am a virgin? And I love this because you could look at the same thing when God gives you your promise. How in the world is that going to happen? And watch his answer. I'll tell you how it's going to happen. The Holy Ghost. Because when you got something abiding in you, it can over, Peter, it can overcome all the wind and waves the world will throw at you. It's by the Spirit. We, how many of you see the Lord has already been speaking these things to us? What's the new way? It's the way of the Spirit. You're not going to produce it the way of the flesh. It's going to be produced the way of the Spirit. How is this going to happen? The Holy Spirit is how it's going to happen. He'll come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. And for the reason, the Holy Child will be called the Son of God. And behold, even your relative Elizabeth has also conceived a son in her own old age. And she was called barren is now in her sixth month in Jesus' name. For nothing will be impossible with God. 
Now watch this. And Mary said, behold, the bond slave of the Lord. May it be done to me according to your word. Now what is that? Agreement. Agreement. May it be done to me according to your word. I've heard your word. May it be done to me according to your word. I'm not asking you to do this just because I want this, but may it be done to me according to your word. So you abide in him until you get a word. When you get a word, you come into agreement with that word. May it be done to me according to your word. And from that place, you ask. From that place, you pray. From that place, you intercede. I, and this, this is just real quick right next to it. But you can see her heart posture when the disciples, uh, I mean, I'm sorry, not when the disciples, when the shepherds come in and celebrate. Watch this over here in um, Luke chapter 2 and verse 19. She's good at this. She's good at this. Watch this. But Mary treasured all these things, pondering them in her heart. The shepherds come in and say things and that type of thing. She treasured them. Um, and, and pondered those things that were in her heart. Um, once again, Paul told Timothy, war, good warfare, man. Like, don't let these things just be spoken over you and you not give yourself to them. He said, if you give yourself to them, then your profiting will appear unto all. You remember the Old Testament? Uh, the prophet walks in in the middle of famine. I mean, in the middle of famine. Middle of famine. Uh, and he tells them, this time tomorrow. Tomorrow, everything is going to change. Breakthrough. And the king's servant's sitting there, and he's like, if God was to open up the windows of heaven, it couldn't be done in the earth. And what did Elijah say? You're going to see it, but you're not going to eat of it. Why? Because he didn't agree with the word that God had spoken. And out of this, I'm telling you, this is what prayer is. Prayer is praying the word that you've come into agreement with. It is saying, I have been with God, I hear the sound of an abundance of rain, and I am going to pray this thing out. Amen. Amen. So let's do that. We'll end with that. Amen.